2: is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on v the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. With, with uh, the NFL season in the books, we um, can turn our focus really to – Next season. Obviously, there's going to be so much going on with uh, the draft and the combine. Combine's going to be in uh, March and then the draft in April, and lots uh, going on there. But there was a, a real interesting piece of information that uh, was floating around here on Tuesday. And it has to do with the odds to win the MVP next season. And so thinking about who's going to be the MVP for next season, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are your favorites. Okay, Aaron Rodgers has won the MVP in back-to-back seasons, but don't exactly know where he's going to play next year, if he's going to play next year. Uh, But rightfully so, he's there. If he wins the MVP next year, He will be the uh, second player to win three consecutive MVPs. Do you know who the other player is that won three consecutive MVPs? Yeah, Brett Favre, (laughs) 1995 to 1997. So you see right there uh, up on the board, and um, actually put that graphic back on the screen. I want everyone to look at this. So you see here Mahomes and Rodgers are your favorites. And then Josh Allen. It's interesting to note that the first non quarterback on the list is Derrick Henry, and Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup is up there at 25 to 1. But look a little further down the list. At 45 to 1 to win the MVP next season, Tom Brady. Yeah, that's not a typo, that is legit. According to odds posted by Caesars, Tom Brady is plus 4,500 to be the most valuable player next season. Tom Brady has announced his retirement, and yes, there is some speculation because Brady said uh, on his podcast the whole, quote, never say never. And uh, the Bucs would, of course, leave the door open. Anyone would leave the door open for Tom Brady. Hey, Tom Brady's not playing next year, okay? He's retired. And uh, the, let's see, Adam Pullen from Caesars, the assistant director of trading, said, quote, Obviously, people have changed their minds before about retirement, so it wouldn't be the first time if Brady flipped. We made him 45-1 to 1 just to match his age. He'll be turning 45 in August just before next season starts. If Brady does not take a snap next year, the bets will be refunded. I mean, it's a free roll, right? <laughs> If you if the bet's going to be refunded if Brady doesn't play. Why not? What if he decides to come back? And if he did play, he was right there for the MVP this year. I mean, he he what led the league in passing yardage with 5316 he led the league in passing touchdowns with 43 you know what's why can't he be the mvp if he plays next season so again if the bet is and and you would have to again talk to Caesars whoever's there go up to the counter just double check this make sure If the bet is going to be refunded, if Brady does not take a snap next year and he does, in fact, retire, kind of fun because if he does decide to come back around training camp or even maybe the second, you know, during the preseason, doesn't even play in the preseason, doesn't partake in training camp, and then decides and he comes back and he's playing. Maybe he doesn't play week one, maybe not week two. Comes back, plays week three. Tom Brady could be the MVP, and his odds are certainly not going to be 45-1. to It's a lot of fun. It's an interesting, interesting nugget. I thought that was interesting when it comes to the MVP bets for next season, seeing that Tom Brady has been listed, and despite the fact that he says that he is retiring. Your Super Bowl winner next year, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills are your favorite favorites. uh, They're at plus 750. Then the Rams at plus 1,000. Cowboys plus 1,400. 49ers at plus 1,400. I just saw uh, somebody post on Twitter that um, a better, let's see. Uh, Let's, what was it? somebody bet uh well somebody bet five thousand dollars at Caesars on the Jets to win the Super Bowl at 200 to one so good luck there I also saw somebody bet a nice chunk on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl at 14 to one so the bet's starting to come in already you know if I'm looking at a long shot Jets are 150 to one I don't know if I would put money on the Jets uh, I would certainly look at a team in the NFC before I look at a team in the AFC. We know how stacked the AFC is. It's the Chiefs. It's the Bills. It's the Chargers. Bengals ain't going nowhere. Browns, you would think would be better. The 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 um, you would think that the uh, Ravens would be a lot better. Ravens are at plus 2,000. That's not that's not a bad bet. So the, the, the AFC, the Patriots, I mean, the AFC is just stacked. I would look at the NFC if I was going to place a bet on a team, maybe a long shot team, to win the Super Bowl. And you got to ask yourself, which NFC team has a chance to you know, win their division, get a bye, and have a successful postseason run? Who's got the formula? Well, if we're being honest, maybe the Washington Commanders. Why not? Plus 5,000, 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Their odds to win the NFC are at plus 2,500. Washington plays in a weak division where a different team has won that division. Every single year since the early 2000s, when the uh, Eagles won four straight years, ever since, what was it 04? Different team has won the NFC East every single season. Washington will get, you know, uh, Chase Young back healthy. So between Young and Sweat, they got a good formula on the defensive front. Hopefully, they'll get some assets in the draft. And you know, maybe they'll figure out the quarterback situation. Doesn't necessarily have to be Tyler Heineke, right? Maybe it's a young quarterback in the draft that they wind up uh, taking in. Who could it be? You know, think about it. Maybe it's uh, a team that... Maybe it's a quarterback that is unhappy in his current situation, like a Kyler Murray. Maybe it's a quarterback that you know is already gone from their team, like Jimmy Garoppolo. What if the Raiders don't work out a contract deal with Derek Carr? Maybe. I think it's going to be very interesting to see who they are Look at for their quarterback. And based on that quarterback, maybe Washington is not a terrible bet for success next season. That's a decent long shot, in my opinion. Other long shots, again, I have to stick in the NFC. The Eagles are plus 4,000. Same theory there. This is a team and it plays in a weak division, but also a team that was in the playoffs, right? I mean, think about it. This is a team, a Philadelphia Eagles team, that I know it's like we forget about it because it was a while ago, but they made the playoffs. (laughs) They got stomped by the Bucs, but they made the playoffs. (laughs) So maybe the Eagles are a long shot team. The Minnesota Vikings. New head coach, maybe change it around, see if they can make a run, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not playing for the Packers and he's out of that division. Vikings are plus 3,500. They can certainly make a run to a Super Bowl. So those are the teams that I would kind of look at in the NFC that are long shot bets that are at least plus 3,500 and beyond. Those are the ones that I would look at here, as opposed to, um, you know, taking a look at some of the shorter odds teams for next season. But plenty of football to discuss, uh, and we'll have plenty of time to discuss it all. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Taylor Mathis from uh, Superbook Sports. We'll talk, uh, recap a little bit of the Super Bowl, and get into uh, what's coming up next here: NBA, college hoops. Lots to get into with Taylor. Coming up next here with me, Scott Seidenberg, on The Look Ahead here on Vsin It's the Sports Betting Network.
0: VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the vSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows, or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsyn.com/slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Joining us now is Taylor Mathis from Superbook Sports as uh, She makes her return here to The Look Ahead. Taylor, thanks so much for joining us. How did the Super Bowl treat you?
3: Uh, Thanks for having me. I was saying Monday was a rough day for me a little (laughs) bit, but I had an absolute blast, and what a game. I mean, just like I think we all pretty much figured, this one came down right to the last few minutes of things and stayed extremely close.
2: Yeah. uh, Did you have a piece of Cooper Cup to win the MVP?
3: I did not bet on Cooper Cup to win the MVP. I bet on the Bengals spread, which I was happy. I got it at four and a half, so that one was a good lock for me there. And then I also uh, put some money on Cooper Cup to score a touchdown. That was a prop that I like. I liked. I also took Cam Akers under on his rushing total too. Mm. So those were my three bets that I hit. My one that I lost. I I put money on the uh, Bengals money line because. My heart wanted them to win. My head <laughs> said the Rams the whole time, but I had both Joe Burrow and the boys. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out my favorite, but I was still super happy to see some of those uh, Rams players win their first Super Bowl, and there's some really cool storylines there.
2: Uh, which team, Rams or Bengals, are you more confident betting on going into next season?
3: Oh, I think I've got it. I'm still riding Bengals. I feel like coming off of a loss like that when they were ahead pretty much the entire second half and then to come down to things and lose in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those guys are so young and they're just scratching the surface. So I like the Bengals to go ahead and continue this momentum going into next season.
2: Uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on now for without football, right, until we get to the draft. There's no football really To uh, be wagered on, and yes, we will be wagering on the draft, uh, and it's a very successful time for us here, Uh, but let's talk about what is on your horizon right now, Taylor. Are you focusing in on the NBA, or is it college basketball that's driving you? What has got your attention now?
3: So I am not a huge college basketball fan. I do get very into March Madness when that all comes about, which will be happening soon. But on the regular, I don't bet a ton of college basketball. I like to focus right now on NBA props specifically. And then I will put some money on a game or two here and there. And looking forward to tomorrow, a specific game that I am really liking, being a Chicago native originally, I'm looking at the Bulls-Kings game, Kings game, the the Bulls are favored right now by five and a half. And I like them against the spread in this one. The Kings are coming off of a loss while the Bulls are coming off a massive win against the Spurs. Uh, DeRozan, he had 40 points in that game. And I mean, he's an MVP candidate in my eyes right now. The Bulls also have got to win pretty much every game right now with how tight the East is. They're in first right now with the Heat, but the Bucks are slowly or shortly behind them along with like a handful of other teams. So I feel like every game right now is pretty much do or die for them heading into the playoffs if they want to stay at the top of the East. So I like the Bulls over the Kings against the spread at five and a half. I just feel like the Bulls are the better team, even when they've been plagued with injuries so far this entire season. They've seemed to come out on top somehow.
2: Hey, you don't have to sell me. I just played the uh, DeRozan MVP ticket. I got it at 50 to one here at Circa. So I'm riding this DeRozan train. And would you consider taking him uh, over on his scoring prop when you consider he's now on this streak of six straight games of 35 or more points shooting 50% or more from the field?
3: A hundred percent. I believe right now his average is sitting at almost 28 points a game. I think taking him on the over right now, especially when he is obviously their big star main guy on the court, you've got Levine out, you've got ball out, you've got all these other big names on the bulls out right now. He is who you're going to give the ball to when it comes down to a last second play right now on the bulls. So I would definitely take the over on his scoring prop for going into today, I
2: guess. (laughs) What other uh, players have you been targeting in the prop markets, whether it's uh, points, whether it's points assist rebounds, or maybe just straight up rebounds?
3: Yeah, specific. I've got a great one. I targeted DeAndre Ayton last night in the Suns game. They beat the Clippers pretty easily. I was pretty much expecting that. Um, DeAndre Ayton's had a double-double in three out of his last six games. And he's gone over eight and a half rebounds in three out of his last five. So I like that prop going into their game Tonight, as well, I think Aiton is a guy that he's just really been showing up for this team, for this Phoenix team, along with all the other guys, because I feel like the Suns get majorly underrated right now. They're the best team in the NBA, and I feel like nobody gives them the respect that they deserve, but Aiton specifically right now, over on his rebounds prop, is one that I feel like is easy money every single night.
2: Taylor Mathis from Superbook Sports. Joining me, Scott Sedenberg here on The Look Ahead, here on v the Sports Betting Network. Uh, in the futures market in the NBA, Taylor, anybody that interests you, whether it's just to win their conference or to win the NBA title?
3: Well... Like I said, I think the East is extremely cramped up right now. And a lot of people of course are going to be high on the Bucks because they won the championship last year. And a lot of people think, of course, they'll come out maybe on top of the East. I like the bulls clearly. I mean, they are sitting at the top right now, but I do think that that whole East is a little bit of a scramble. I mean, you don't have the 76ers very far behind. You have the Cavs very close in it. So I feel like the East at this point is anyone's ball game and Putting a little money on any of those teams could end up being great value. When it comes to the West, the Suns are five and a half hmm. games in first place right now over the Warriors. I just think that it's it's theirs to lose at this point. There's nobody else that is even coming close to them when it comes to winning the Western Conference. I like the Suns for the NBA championship this year, too. They get snubbed last year against the Bucs. I think it's their time. It's their year. It's time for Chris Paul to win a championship. And being out here in the Valley, everybody is so high on it right now. And they're just very fun to watch. So, in the future, I'm taking the Suns right now as the favorites to win the title.
2: Well, let's go back to the MVP conversation here for a second because both Devin Booker and Chris Paul are – kind of about fifth or so favorites at plus 2,000, does it hurt them that they're both considered MVP candidates and, and they kind of steal votes or, or from each other? Like, will, will people not consider either Booker or Paul because you got two MVPs on the same team?
3: Same team. Yeah, I I personally don't know if I could see either of them actually winning the MVP t- Title. I know a lot of people are high for Jokic to get it, you know, two times in a row here, which I could see. But I'm also big with you on the Bulls on DeRozan. I think that he's the guy, and I have already put a little bit of money too on John Morant because I like him as a long shot player to possibly win the MVP as well. The Grizzlies have just really proven themselves as a team and in the West, sitting at third right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're. I bet that I bet on them every night. They're just so much fun to watch. Uh, I just keep saying that. And uh, Morant did not play on Tuesday, but he will, I I assume, play on Wednesday against the Blazers. uh, Assuming that, you know, the spread is in single digits, would you lay it with the Grizzlies if Morant plays against uh, the Blazers?
3: 100%. I think laying with the Grizzlies right now at this point, why not? Like Like we were just saying, they're very fun to watch. And game in, game out they seem to be beating everybody's expectations of where they're supposed to be at right now. So I like the Grizzlies. I don't see them winning it this year, but already the improvements they're making, it's just going to be great heading into next season for them.
2: Yeah. Number one team in the NBA against the number uh, final thing. Uh, the Boston Celtics have won nine straight. I think they're the hottest team in the NBA. They could win. They're probably going to win 10 straight. Cause they're playing the Pistons here on uh, Wednesday <laughs> night. Um, What do you think their potential could be in the Eastern Conference? Would you consider taking them, uh, maybe not in the futures, but when they match up against some of these top teams like Philadelphia, which they did uh, just blow them out here, like the Brooklyn Nets later on in the year, Miami, Chicago, would you take the points with the Celtics in one of those games?
3: Oh, for sure. Right now, obviously the Celtics have the longest running active win streak in the NBA, probably going to be ten, as you just said. I think going with them with the points, laying the points is a very good move because they're obviously playing at a really high competitive level right now. So they can take on some of these top teams in the East. And who knows what could happen when the playoffs come around. It's a whole different animal and a whole new ball game. So Things could turn out a lot better for the Celtics than we thought.
2: Yeah, they'll get their first test uh, Thursday the 24th at the Brooklyn Nets, and maybe that's when we'll finally see Ben Simmons on the floor this year. Taylor, appreciate the conversation as always. Good luck. Thank you. There she is, Taylor Mathis from Superbook Sports. I'm Scott Suddenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus Full access to vCIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal happens only once a year. So don't miss out. Visit vCyn.com slash madness to sign up today. And be sure to go to vcyn.com/slash podcasts to get all of our offerings there or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can listen to this show by clicking on Vsin Best Bets. Uh, Speaking of madness, let's talk about the college hoops action here from Tuesday in the top twenty-five. Thanks to our own Hoops Peterson, who joined us on the program last night. We hit some of these bets, including number sixteen Tennessee at home against number four Kentucky, and Tennessee wins and they win convincingly, seventy-six to sixty-three. Number ten Villanova laying four, excuse me, four to four and a half on the road. They cover beating Providence by five. I know there's a lot of people out there that had Providence plus the four and a half, and there was a chance. This thing was close late, and then uh, free throws come into play, and then Colin Gillespie hits a clutch three pointer in the final minute that gave Villanova a five point lead. And then they wind up going up eight. Then Providence makes a three to make it a five point game with two seconds left. And after Villanova inbounded the ball, there was no foul. They just dribbled it out. So Villanova wins. They improved to 20 and six on the year. Providence 21 and three. These two teams will play each other again coming up on March 1st. And that game is going to be in Philadelphia. So uh, Villanova will be home. Uh, You had number nine, Duke, escaped an upset as they held on to beat Wake Forest 76-74. This is one that our very own Hoops Peterson told us, take the points with Wake Forest. Uh, He didn't think that they were going to win outright, but they were going to lose by single digits. Well, (laughs) they almost won outright 76-74. 74 in a game where Coach K actually had to leave the game and uh, didn't coach the second half. John Shire did because uh, Coach K was dealing with a little bit of a an, 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 an issue, uh, a health issue, uh, an illness or whatnot. Uh, in the Big Ten, number 15 Wisconsin, as an underdog, went on the road and beat Indiana 74 69. Number 18 Ohio State was losing at the half to Minnesota. And they were a double-digit favorite, losing at the half to Minnesota. So what did they do in the second half? They outscored Minnesota by 27 points in the second half to win 70-45 to and cover the line easily. Penn State beats number 19 Michigan State, 62-58. Uh, uh, I believe Penn State was three-and-a-half-point favorites, and they win by four, so they covered there. Number 20, Texas in overtime beats Oklahoma 80-78. New Mexico upsets number 22, Wyoming 75-66. And number 23, Arkansas 76-57 win over Missouri. Let's take a look at the top 25 schedule here on Wednesday. You have number 12, Illinois at Rutgers. Let me tell you something about Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights... At home, win games against ranked opponents. This is going to be their fourth straight home game against a top 25 team. The previous three games, here's how they went. Number 13, MSU. Rutgers wins 84-63. Number 16, Ohio State. Rutgers wins 66, 64. Number 14, Wisconsin, Rutgers wins 73, 65. Now, number 12, Illinois at the Rack. Or excuse me, now it's called Jersey Mike's Arena. Whatever, right? Is that what it is? Jersey Mike's Arena? Anyway, it's the Rutgers Athletic Center. That's that's what I know it as. That's what anyone knows it as. The Rack. And this is four and a half as the line there. Let's see if we get an update on that. And that is, I mean, that's the play. Rutgers plus the four and a half. I know if you're in New Jersey, you can't bet it. But anywhere else, the Scarlet Knights as a home dog against a top 25 team, it has to be an auto fire bet. Has to be. This is a team that this season, and and look, like I said, three straight wins against ranked opponents and they're gonna find themselves in the tournament. And they're 15 and 9, but you look at the remainder of their schedule, they put together a couple of wins. If they can get, you know, a couple of wins here, maybe win a game or two in the in the Big Ten tournament, finish the season 20 with 20 wins, 20 and 12 or something like that. Well let's see how many games they have left. They got one, two, three, four, five, six games left in the regular season. Win four of them and then win two games in the Big Ten tournament? Can they do that? Finish the year 21 and 21 and 12? 21 and 12 with wins over number 13 Michigan State, number 16 Ohio State, number 14 Wisconsin, number 12 Illinois and if they can pull an upset either at Purdue or at home against uh, Wisconsin, man, I mean, this is this is a this is a fun team. Home against top twenty-five team, auto fire on the Scarlet Knights. Uh, elsewhere here on Wednesday, you got Alabama number twenty-five hosting Mississippi State. Seton Hall is at number twenty-four. UConn number two. Auburn. Is a big favorite at home against Vanderbilt. Number five, Purdue at Northwestern, laying five and a half. Uh, big top 25 matchup. Number seven, Baylor at number 11, Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a two point favorite over number seven, Baylor. Baylor 21 and four on the season. Texas Tech 19 and six on the year. And um, this is the second matchup. Between these two teams, Texas Tech won the first matchup uh, in Waco, I believe it was, 65-62. to Now these two teams uh, will play each other in Lubbock. So you have number 11, Texas Tech, as a two-point favorite at home against number 7, Baylor. And then the nightcap, number 1, Gonzaga, is going to be in Malibu to take on Pepperdine. And the Zags are 29.5-point favorites in that one. <laughs> Gonzaga twenty-one and two on the season. Uh the last time they played Pepperdine, the they won one seventeen to eighty-three. Yeah. One seventeen to eighty three when they played Pepperdine at home. Now they play Pepperdine on the road. That's your slate there in top twenty five college basketball action. On uh, Wednesday. I'm Scott Sidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. At Scott's On Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Um, Non-Top 25 action. UNLV is at Fresno State. Uh, I only bring this game up. Because I was actually at the last game. That these two teams played each other. It was uh, here in Vegas. Obviously Thomas and Mac. And Fresno State came in and beat UNLV 73-68. And in that game, UNLV had a really hard time stopping Orlando Robinson. He had 24 points, 11 rebounds. There was really no answer for the kid inside uh and their UNLV they made they made a run at the end. They did. They 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 made a run at the end of the game. There was a chance they were down six. Uh, shot a three pointer, missed it, and that was it. Then they, then they foul, and after they foul, and then they're down eight, and now the game is over. If they, if they make the three, and they're down three in the closing seconds, you know you still got a chance, right? Anything can happen. You foul, they make, maybe they miss a free throw, whatever. Uh, Fresno State is six point favorites at home against UNLV. I think they cover again in this one. They're the better team than the rebels. Once again, I'm Scott Sadenberg. Always up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. S C O T T S O N A I R. Coming up next, we'll uh, get back into some uh, futures discussions. If you, if, uh, if, if we will, because uh, there are some fun ones, some interesting ones that have uh, caught my eye as of late. This is the look ahead. You can follow us all on the network at VC Live. And be sure to head to vcin.com where you can find uh, podcasts of this show under v Best Bets. It's The Look Ahead. the Sports Betting Network. Scott Zanenberg back here with you, The Look Ahead. You're on v the Sports Betting Network. Uh, so much talk has been uh, about what's coming next in the NFL. Yeah, the Rams are celebrating their Super Bowl victory. Cooper Cup celebrating the MVP. We've seen all the interviews. We've seen the celebrations, and I'm sure it's going to continue. Uh, Up next on your NFL calendar, right, Uh, you have the um, start of, I guess, the scouting combine is next. And that is going to be March 1st through the 7th is the scouting combine. After the combine, you'll then have the franchise deadline. After the franchise deadline, we will have the uh, free agency period. Well, before free agency starts, there's that legal tampering period, right? So you'll have that legal tampering period. Then free agency. Free agency begins March 16th. That is the new league year. And that is free agency on March 16th. Then um, it is April 20. The draft is April 28th here in Las Vegas. So first step, March 1st, NFL combine second step, March 16th, new league year, free agency. Although, On March 14th, we'll start to get some news about players signing uh, other places. But after March 16th, that's when trades are going to start to go down because the new league year uh, salary cap is put into place and you'll have have a time, you'll have trades being discussed and whatnot. So that's going to be an important time because we're going to get a better look at some teams and find out what they're going to look like here. Going into 2022. And then, of course, the NFL Draft, April 28th through the 30th. Again, here in Las Vegas. And that is going to be such a fun event to bet on. I can't wait. And it's not just going to be about, you know, who's the first pick. We're going to have over, under, on pick numbers and players. um, Positions, first position to be drafted. We will go over all of that. And uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk to Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and administrator. Uh, We'll recap the Super Bowl with him and and give a little teaser as to what we'll be talking about once it comes to the combine and the draft. Chris uh, is a guy who um, consults with every NFL team when it comes to a lot of these prospects. He used to run the NFL scouting combine before it went to Indianapolis. The scouting combine was actually in in, uh, Louisiana. So... Uh, Chris used to actually run the scouting combine, so he's got great insight when it comes to these uh, pros- the, the draft prospects and the process that they all go through. Right now, Aiden Hutchinson is the favorite to be selected number one overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do think that a quarterback is an interesting sprinkle, and the only reason why I say that is because let's say – a team trades with Jacksonville to get the number one overall pick because Jacksonville's not taking a quarterback. But Detroit at two might take a quarterback. And so if you look at the teams that could need a quarterback, and let's throw up that graphic on the screen because uh, we talked about it earlier, which teams in the NFL need a quarterback. Washington was one of them that I said, hey, you know, they (laughs) – They need a uh, a QB, right? And their futures outlook could be very interesting if they get the right quarterback. Well, Washington has the 11th overall pick. Yes, they can get a quarterback at 11. They could also possibly trade up and get past Detroit to take a quarterback. Maybe the Broncos, at nine, want to leapfrog the Detroit Lions to get a quarterback. The Houston Texans are number three, and they could possibly be looking for a quarterback. And maybe they want to leapfrog the Lions. You have the Carolina Panthers at number six. They could try and leapfrog the Detroit Lions. You see, that's where a quarterback going number one overall is very interesting. Interesting. Because you got a couple of these teams that will be needing a quarterback that are selecting 11th, 9th, 6th, 3rd, and yes, 2nd. But the key is, would one of those teams leapfrog the Detroit Lions and trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because let's be honest, the Jacksonville Jaguars do not need that number one overall selection. They have their quarterback. So what the Jaguars need is in order to really improve that team is to compile assets. You see, they can still get a very important contributor a little lower in the top 10. They could still get an offensive tackle. And you know maybe it's Evan Neal or Ike McQuarrie or Charles Cross. They could still get a big time defensive player. Maybe it's not Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, but it could be Nicobe Dean. They can still get a good player somewhere in that top ten. And if you can acquire an additional, maybe a, maybe a second round pick, maybe a maybe another first round pick. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe they could acquire future draft commodities. The sky's the limit for a team that's willing to jump up and get a quarterback. And so if there's a trade that goes down, one of these quarterbacks going number one overall becomes very interesting. Because if a trade goes down, those these odds... Well, you're going to see Kenny Pickett go from plus 5,000 to plus 200. You're going to see Malik Willis go from plus 3,500 to plus 160. If one of those teams trades with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jags don't have the number one overall pick. Then, you know, quarterback to go number one, listen, it's a f- worth a flyer. But then again, we don't know who that quarterback's going to be. Malik Willis was the guy who everyone raved about at the Senior Bowl. Kenny Pickett's a guy people have been talking for talking about for a long time. Matt Corral, Carson Strong. Once we get to the NFL Combine, maybe one of these guys will separate themselves from the pack. And it will be clear that they might not be the number one overall pick, but they will be the first quarterback taken off the board. And if that's the case, and the odds are still north of 3,500, then it could be worth a sprinkle because we'll see if a quarterback needy team wants to leapfrog the Detroit Lions and if the Jacksonville Jaguars are interested in moving out of that number one overall selection. Because if you're the Jags, what does Aiden Hutchinson do for you? What does Kayvon Thibodeau do for you? You know, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I got Trevor Lawrence. That is my franchise quarterback. I need to put pieces around him. So what am I going to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get me some really good offensive linemen. That's what I'm gonna do. You know, defense. Yeah, it'll need work. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna put some some big guys to protect him. So an Evan Neal, Ike McCornu, you know, those are the guys that I'd be looking at at number one, not a pass rusher. Even though we've seen what Aaron Donald can do. But with all due respect to Hutchinson and Thibodeau, I I don't see an Aaron Donald. You know, I see a good contributing pass rusher. I see a T.J. Watt. Does T.J. Watt wreck games? He can. But are the Steelers, you know, better going to the playoffs? Are they a Super Bowl contender? Not without a quarterback. And certainly not without a healthy one. So you got to protect the quarterback. Protect. I mean, with all due respect to the Bengals, and Jamar Chase had an incredible season this year. They could have used a little bit more protection for Joe Burrow. And maybe if they took an offensive lineman, did they get to where they were? Maybe they do. Maybe it was all about Burrow, not Chase. I'm Scott Sidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v Sin the Sports Betting Network.